here just a couple of thoughts on the Demar Hamlin situation and and how we feel about it and how we're processing all of this. Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off. Um, today we're going to do something a little differently than obviously normal. Um, what happened last night in the Bengals Buffalo game is is unprecedented, um, sad, um, a travesty. And so Felipe and I, Jack is was at the game in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so he's traveling back right now, and I know he'll have some words um, at a later episode this week. And and, and Matan is is currently out right now. Um, so myself and Felipe, I, you know, we had a couple of thoughts on whether or not we even do an episode. It doesn't even feel right. Um, but we feel as uh, fans of the sport, as uh, members of the media. Um, to be able to have a platform where people do listen um, to kind of share our thoughts right. and talk through it. You know, there's no blueprint for discussing this, um, but it's a really scary situation. And, you know, prayers, um, thoughts, um, and everything in between goes out to Damar Hamlin, his family. Um, so Felipe and myself are just going to kind of talk through it and, and, and see where see where that goes. But Felipe, I'm kind of curious to know your thoughts, you know, your initial thoughts really on the situation. Yeah. Like you said, it's unprecedented, man. Like we, it's not something you expect to see. And I think part of the game that we've gotten used to and watching is like these unexpected injuries. And some of them are bad. What we've seen with Tua this year, it's like, Mm -hmm. there's been some scary stuff. And a lot of that stuff is um, you swallow it because it's part of the game. And you you want to try to avoid it, but something like this, you can't avoid. You yeah. cannot avoid. Uh, I uh, I was watching CNN, and and you know one of the most renowned doctors, uh, Sanjay Gupta, was talking about how this particular injury. Uh, what's the? I forgot the exact term for what. Uh, it's like commodiocosis or something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that. Uh, that happens to him. Happens twelve times. A year, typically, really? in the world. This doesn't happen. And it's more likely to happen in a sport like baseball than football because it's typically a smaller object hitting the chest right around where the heart is Jesus. at the exact time of the, the heartbeat in, in, in which it's, like, you know, beating. So it, it is very, very, very rare. Like, it's it's not supposed to happen. So rather than I, – I think it's important that we, you know, take a step back and look at the bigger picture and kind of look at the scope of this thing as – a absolute freak injury that is obviously a a just you know a, a really bad thing that happened a tragedy there um hopefully he's going to be okay but let's also uh, understand that um rather than um i think we have a tendency to um and understandably to try to uh find a uh, like a perpetrator of this in this case football as a sport uh, as being, uh, you know, unsafe in the NFL, not handling uh, safety in the right way. This is uh, an absolute freak injury. Um, uh, and I, I think we should address, you know, the NFL only giving them five minutes to come back on the field. I think that's mm-hmm. a completely different story. But in the uh, the case of the injury itself, um, it's just, it's you know, terrible. Uh, it, something horrible that shouldn't have shouldn't happen uh but it it a coincidence and ended up in something you know catastrophic obviously but hopefully not the worst that could happen hopefully he's okay i know he's um they've uh, they're taking care of him right now and uh he's his 
everything is like working uh, you know like what's the state well, i think the update um as of 10 17 a.m uh, tuesday morning is that he is obviously his vitals were okay um yeah. but that he's in a medically induced coma i believe yeah. um that he was intubated um you know i don't want us to I, to speculate across anything rather than just reacting to what we know um to what we saw um, so I'd prefer to kind of stay away from that and, and hoping that he is okay and thoughts and prayers. Um, but you kind of mentioned the, the bigger picture at play here. And I think the bigger picture at play here is, um, we fail to remember that these guys at the end of the day are human beings. They are just like you and I, and I, myself, yourself, Jack, Felipe, uh, Jack, Matan, we as media members always dehumanize these guys um, as individuals who may not get us that you know next fantasy point or may not be a top X player and talk down on them for these, you know, for, for various reasons. And we are just as much at fault as anyone else. Um, but we all lose sight of what really is important. And what's really important is that this is someone's brother. This is someone's husband, son. Um, this is a member of the community, someone who always does great work um, as he has his toy drive right now. And so we, we lose sight of who athletes are as human beings. We lose sight that they have emotions. And so as us, you know, as members of the media where we like to talk shit and talk down on them, and I myself and yourself, like we, we fail to remember this. And that I think is the part that I'm really grasping with the most outside of hoping for his uh, safety is that these are human beings and that we get mad at them for plays. You know, I think Ryan Clark spoke so beautifully on uh, uh, last night talking about, um, you know, these guys with the CBA, Dominique Foxworth said the same thing. Like they fight to get extra money, whether you are a superstar or not, to have player safety and health at the forefront of everyone's minds. Um, and I just think that what bothers me the most is that is that even on social media and internet culture, we've been able to, um, like you said, have a perpetrator and, and point fingers at someone when in actuality what we should be doing and the only thing that we should be doing is thoughts and prayers regardless of it being a violent sport, regardless of if it could happen in baseball, to know that, you know, um, that is by far one of the worst things I've ever seen on a football field. And and just to send, you know, a lot of love, you know, for me, even as I'm trying to speak on it, I don't know how to wrap my head around it. I don't know what the right words are to say. I said to you earlier, there's not a blueprint of how to handle this situation but I so much as commend those in the media, those on ESPN, those on, yeah, that was tough to handle. you know, uh, across the entire uh, internet stratosphere, um, how they handled it with grace. I commend Bengals fans, uh, Bills fans. Um, they handled it very graciously. The, you know, healthcare workers, medical professionals, those that pretty much, um, if he is to survive, they can be credited. They, you know, for them to rush on the field, like they are the real heroes here. Um, so it's just, there's a lot emotionally going through my mind. Yeah. I'll kind of get, hand it off to you, but there's a, there's a lot definitely. Uh, it's, it's really, I, yeah. I think that's what makes it tough. It's the, it's the influx of emotions, right? Because, you know, uh, a lot of us are watching as fans 
and that's tough. Uh, I think there's almost a sense of guilt too. And and like I said, like we always want to find uh, a perpetrator. Like we always want to be able to blame somebody, and it's easy to blame the game of football. And then by doing that, which is a natural reaction, we almost feel guilty for supporting this, right? And then I think there's another part of it. Uh, as a former player, I played this. I started. I put a helmet on when I was like nine, and I remember when we were taught to play football. We we and taught to tackle. You know, you have screws that that screw on the face mask on the helmet. We were taught to put my like me. I'm I'm supposed to put my screws and your screws tackling you. And obviously, head to head, you're not allowed to do that anymore. But that's how we were taught. And there was as bad as it sounds. There's validation in and knocking somebody out the game. There was validation in that. So it's just part of the game. So I think there's guilt as as a fan and as also like a player and understanding that like this is. Um, Obviously, we don't want to go ever too far in an injury, but uh, it's the nature of the game. And that's what the NFL has been trying to grasp like the past, what, decade and, and more um, with just player safety, whether it's with the head, whether it's whether it's with the knees. Obviously, you can't go too low on a quarterback. You can't go too high on a quarterback. Um, it's making it hard to play the game, but it, it it's just something we have to grapple with. There's no answer, and that's why it's tough because there's no answer. Um, but we have to deal with you know, the player safety is obviously a huge thing. But I think stripping away all of that, it's like you said, you know, forget the the type of injury that happened. Forget player safety. You know, the whole focus is on uh, 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 Tamar uh, Hamlin. Hamlin. Yeah. yeah, Tamar Hamlin. And um, that is where everything is at right now because, you know, this happened to him. It's unlikely that it would have happened, that it could have happened, especially on a game that was televised on national TV and everybody has their eyes on that makes it that much harder. And a game that everyone was so excited about because it was uh, a, a very uh, explosive game just in terms of uh, the, the potency of the teams that were playing against each other. So look at that in a vacuum and and I think, yeah, thoughts and prayers to, to Hamlin and uh, his family there. Like you mentioned, the toy drive is awesome. I think the way that the community uh, and just the the fan base of the NFL as a whole, as you mentioned, there's 32 teams, there's 32 fan bases, but um, we were one. Last team. night we were one team. It was one fan base. We all are rooting for him for the game to make sure that like everything is okay, um, and we were able to see that with the toy drive that. Uh, I think the goal is like twenty five hundred dollars. His We're goal over three million dollars. Over three million overnight. Uh, right now it's at around three million, and I'm sure it's going to keep going up. So um, it's 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 been great to see the reaction, uh, just the kind of coming together of everyone. Because, like you say, you know we have a tendency to um, dehumanize, and I don't want to even want to necessarily like. Uh, I, I think even dehumanizing is uh, maybe. It could be taken the wrong way, but looking at these players as like, what do they give us? What do they bring us? And if we're playing fantasy, it's like we care about the fantasy points. If they're a player on our team uh, that we root for, then like you know, play well for me. If you don't play well, it's like, oh, this guy sucks. And, and it's part of it's it's part of being a professional athlete, and it's what you live up to. But in times uh, where something uh, like this happens. Uh, to be able to embrace, uh, you know, an an, an athlete uh, and a um, a, a scenario, a, a situation like this that happens that is very uh, traumatic 
I, I think it's, it's there's beauty in it and, and the toy drive shows it all. So Yeah, I mean I think touching on what you said a little bit, you know, as as fantasy players, as fans of the sport, you know, we get so upset, but we fail to remember these are human beings first. That they have emotions just like you and I, that they have siblings and want to go to sleep peacefully and wake up not too tired. Like they are just like you and me, regardless of color, regardless of race, religion, any of these things. And, you know, I think as, as members of the media, but really members of the fan bases, um, what troubles me the most in internet culture is that through it all, we are still going to have people that are insensitive. We are still going to have people that decide to say, you know, and it like it happened in our discord, um, you know, was he even a good player? And it's like, that doesn't fucking matter. If that's what you choose to look at, you are part of the problem, not only as a fan, but as a society. And as a society, what you're kind of also saying is like, we do have an ability to propel people and to come together and prop one another up. But instead, we look at so many times of these players to tear them down and to bring them down to a level that, like we've said, dehumanizes them, regardless of if they're an athlete or a celebrity. They are people. And we fail to remember that. And it's unfortunate and sad that in moments of this where it is matters of life or death, that's when we must be remembered. And we, as a collective, as a community of NFL fans, and just people in general, we need to do a better job of holding one another accountable and not tearing people down and propelling people up. Because we're seeing right now what we can do that at least the small good, the small silver lining in a terribly horrific injury that we can support people. We're, we're seeing it. So when it comes to DeMar Hamlin, I hate the fact that this is, it, it comes to this point where something tragedy, something tragic, excuse me, needs to happen in order to do this. But I, um, I just, I, I'm overwhelmed with emotions. I'm overwhelmed with um, thinking about his mother, I'm sure, whether or not he has siblings, whether he has a wife or a girlfriend, those that are closest to him, agent, marketing rep, teammates, you know, I, I, I feel for them. I, I you know, send uh, thoughts and prayers and, you know, it's uh, like we've said, I, I don't know that there are no words to really encapsulate the emotion and or to make it better. And you talk about DeMar, uh, DeMar's family uh, and how tough that is. And, and the people the people very close to him, his mother that was at the game and they waited for her to, you know, be able to get an ambulance and stuff. But there's a certain type of mental strength and adversity itself. Obviously, all the players that were there were were in shock, right? And and that was really tough to see. This is to see Stefan Diggs crying and Josh Allen like in complete disbelief. But T. Higgins is another one you really gotta think about because totally he was actively involved in that. And um to think that and obviously he played no active part in this, but he was uh, and, and I mean that willingly, but he was in the action when it happened. 
And any thought that, you know, you could have been a part of that, that is so tough uh, for T. Higgins. And so, you know, obviously, thoughts and prayers to everybody, but T. Higgins, T. Higgins as, well, as well, being yeah. at the forefront of something uh, like that that could have happened and that he's just playing football, man. He's just trying – he's making a catch. Like, he – you it's it's – Tough to think you're that close to something that could happen. Everybody was that close, but T. Higgins especially. Um, so that's tough. I saw him embrace his mom walking out of the game. And, um, again, silver lining, like you said. I mean, I think it's just to see the 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 beauty and everybody kind of coming together. And that's what it is. And, and look, this isn't a one-time thing where we're seeing people come together. I think it's seeing the whole community as fans, yes. But um, after games, there's prayer circles after every game. These players, they're family at the end of the day, right? Uh, not just players, but coaches. There's a reason they're exchanging jerseys afterwards. They're hugging each other. They're, they're friends in the offseason. They're hanging out. So it's a it's a community that, you know, you've heard it be called a fraternity, a family. Uh, so um, even you're, you're just able to see it on full display now, uh, especially after something like this happens. And it's important to... Uh, be able to separate and you know separate the the fun that we're able to have as fans from uh, understanding like the reality of the fact that yeah. these are these are grown men and, and and a lot of times very young men who are still developing even uh, that are doing this for a living and are having fun doing it and building the community doing it. Um, so I don't think that as a fan you keep yourself from you know being a fan of your team and rooting against another team and and hoping another player fumbles like that's part of the game but you, you should be able to separate that from uh you know uh any type of like you say dehumanizing a player and thinking that the and a person and all he stands for and all he is is a football player now these guys are a lot more than that totally. uh we just know them as football players uh, in a lot of cases. Um, so, and, and I think on that same level, it's important for us to recognize, uh, that they are dealing with a lot more than a lot of people give them credit for. And then, and a lot more than we can see, uh, as athletes, we have a tendency to think that, uh, and I mean, as, as watching athletes, we have a tendency to think that athletes are like stronger than everybody else. And they, they, you know, better and whatever, since that may be, they're all dealing with stuff, man. Yeah. I was watching a Dak Prescott interview the other day, and uh, actually after the Thursday night football game uh, when the Cowboys beat Tennessee, and he has, like, his arm sleeve, and he has, like, faith and different words written. And um, he had one that would, that said, like, uh, I don't want to, like, miss, miss, miss say it, but it was uh, something about, like, you know, uh, don't be afraid to, like, get help and, like, talk. Yeah. Obviously, he lost his brother to suicide. There have been other players in the league that have lost their brother to suicide. And that is the mental fortitude to be able to deal with that and be at the top uh, uh, of of the, whatever profession you're doing where everybody's looking at you. There's guys on TV calling you ass. I've called players ass. To be able Me to, as well. To, to be able we to all de- have. To be able to deal with stuff like that, you know, it's, it's really tough. So I think it's important for us to... To be able to shine a light on just the strength that, again, like you said, you know, these these are human beings. Man. You raise a great point, um, and that's talking about mental health. You know, I think, and, and Jack, he's not here today, but wanted to talk a little bit about it. But I think we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, I myself is someone that's di- been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, someone that's very much dealt with it and, and 
I think where we as a, a collective community of people can come together and, and resonate with one another is the fact that we do share these same emotions. We do process logic, fear, sadness, happiness, all in the same vein. And we minimize the mental health that um, these athletes specifically um, may deal with. Because like you said, calling them terrible, calling them trash or any of these things, talking down upon them where we only view them as an athlete, whereas there's so much more than that, has got to be incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult to be able to process. Mm -hmm. And that goes for athletes, this goes for people, this goes for you and me, that if you are struggling, um, if you do feel sad or do feel um, that you are alone, that someone out there does care about you, we care about you, so you there, there is room for help for everyone. And that's a big part of today's not only game, but society that we fail to appreciate enough is that mental health is real. Mm -hmm. And as you shared that Dak interview and, and story, and like you mentioned, his brother, the same will go for DeMar's family, the entire NFL community, fans, players, teammates, all the above. So I think my message to anyone that could be watching this um, is that you are loved, you are thought about and cared about, and that there is always someone you can talk to no matter how many walls feel like they're closing in on you that eventually those walls do expand and there's light at the end of the tunnel no matter what um and i think as we begin to wrap up just this this conversation you know my thoughts and prayers go out to the hamlin family go out to damar teammates um as we opened it up we talked about this being unprecedented um and just incredibly tragic and you know i think um I, I, like I said, I don't think there's a blueprint to deal with this. I commend those in uh, the community that have been able to handle this with grace, with thoughtfulness, and with love. Um, and we just hope that, you know, he is going to be okay. And, um, yeah, I'll give you any, if you have any last thoughts on, on it. Yeah, uh, I just want to say this. I mean, you know, it's a beautiful game that we love. We all love. We all watch. We have a show specifically around it right yeah. and there's so much and it's 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 such a big uh you know business and not to make this a business but it's such a huge thing because we all love it we love it as human beings we start playing when we're five start playing flag football when we're five six put pads on when we're seven eight uh communities live around this thrive around this you know I communities in, are built on it they're built on it dude i, I grew up in in texas in, in the dallas area where like what what you do on Friday? It, it's weekends, right? Friday nights are football games. Yeah. Uh, you, you go you go on your local high school football game. Uh, Saturday watch college football. Sunday you go to church and then watch NFL. Like it's just, it's, it doesn't change. Like that's that's what it is. Um, and, and so we love this game, and all ages, all demographics. Um, it's why it's the most watched sports and watched sport in this country. It's why the Super Bowl is so big. It's why college football is so big. Um. So let's use this uh, opportunity as a way to not only, you know, uh, continue to uh, 
um, embrace the the you know the beauties of our game and realize that like the reason that we are able to bring so much support for somebody like Demar Hamlin is is because we are all uh, appreciators of this. Um, and the reason we're able to bring his toy drive from twenty the goal of twenty five hundred to three million. Uh, appreciate what football is able to do to bring us together. And then also, let's continue to take steps to just make the game safer. I, I know I said earlier that this was a um, a freak injury, and it was. That doesn't take away from the fact that there has been other scary moments this season. Uh, it's important to adjust that and to be able to improve uh, any mechanisms that we can to continue to make it safer, to continue to make this a family game, a game that kids grow up wanting to, wanting to watch, to play, uh, to commentate, I know there's a lot of people out there that just want to talk about sports for a living, and that's so much fun. We we get to do that, and we love it. Uh, and without this game, we're not able to do that. So let's continue to, you know, bring together the community, uh, improve the 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 safety uh, just around the game itself, and make sure that uh, the same way we're able to rejoicing and gather around uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family in a time like this is something that we're going to be able to continue to do going forward, not just around major uh, things and happenings like this, but also um, in different moments that, that are needed. Right. Yeah. So I think that's uh, just one message I wanted to give out. Yeah. Well said. I think if there's a message that I want to leave anyone with, it's that um, we as human beings, uh, we choose to amplify and explore many of the differences we have. But when you look at the differences, there's far more similarities and commonalities amongst one another. Um, and in a time where we so much as um, use internet culture as a driving force in, in what we do, we as a society and as human beings need to do a better job supporting one another, propelling one another, whether that means, you know, complimenting others or coming to someone's defense but this world that we live in that is filled with such toxicity, harassment, racist remarks, homophobic slurs, and everything in between um, is incredibly detrimental to the mental health of individuals, athletes of the game, um, and we as human beings. And, you know, I, I just hope that um, as we wrap this up, um, we can learn something from this in terms of being there for others. And the way that the NFL community was there um, for one another is something that I will remember for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Damar Hamlin, um, his family, um, his teammates, and the entire NFL community. And, um, you know, I think what's best for us is that we're not going to obviously have anything for the rest of the week um, and just allow some space to occur. But, um you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you, Damar, and, and um, yeah, appreciate everyone's time. It's all love. Thanks for listening.